This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin. Freaking. I'm not high enough for this shit. Warlord, no, no. Free Britney. Leave Britney alone. We're gonna get into that, but that's in the bullshit part of the show. Long after the long after the Brits go to bed. No, she had a dagger. You miss you misspelled danger. Misspelled da I'm I'm still I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I thought about taking tonight off. But I was like shit, there's news we didn't even get to last night. And I took last Thursday off, so we're gonna plaster on a smile. Steamroll through this bullshit one more time before before we get to the weekend. Sip, good evening, welcome. We're gonna discuss who people thought won the Republican debate last night. I guess. A committed relationship. Badoomch. I apparently Warlord shared out this story about Google facilitating the shell the, the sale of cocaine. And I'm like where have they been doing this? Ida, good evening. Shake it off. Shake it off. A little, a little, uh, Taylor Spears. Wait a minute. No, not Taylor Spears. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Donald Duck trended. We're, we're going to get into that. Chris Christie, proud of himself, appeared on Morning Joe this morning. The impeachment inquiry began. Marjorie Taylor Greene brought her picture of Hunter Biden's dick to Congress once again apparently caused a big big brouhaha today on the house floor A fire at a wedding in Iraq killed over a hundred people. We've got video. Oh, we remember the story I told you about uh, a, a few days ago. We had a a doctor in New York had one of his neighbors come over with a water hose and spray him. We apparently now have video of that happening. Warlord following in the steps of another famous uh, Brit by the name of Jimmy Page who locked a young lady in his basement. Jimmy Page, a piece of shit. Just throw that, just throw that out there. A pedophile. 
Brittany Page. Brittany Page. My God. Jimmy Page, a a pedophile, also a song thief. Speaking of thieves, Jordan Peterson stealing an idea from Dennis Prager, from uh, Barry Weiss, starting his own Peterson Academy, launching the Peterson Academy. Perhaps Alex Jones can launch his own academy. He needs money, apparently. Alex Jones's bank dumping him. Got an interview with a jack-in-the-box worker in California who says she was justified in shooting someone over a an order of curly fries. Apparently a shootout with a child molester in Texas. The Texas police have released the footage for we are going to watch it last night, but we didn't get to it. We were, watching, we were watching Donald Trump. Update on another story we covered. Uh, this is a couple weeks ago. A soldier. Apparently, you could just, you take a tour right up to the DMZ in Korea. I didn't, I had no clue this was a thing. Because this soldier went with the tour group all the way up to the DMZ and then fled across the border. North Korea is now expelling that soldier. Looting, rioting continues in Philadelphia. Following the announcement that charges were dropped against a Philly cop who absolutely murdered a guy in his vehicle. What's that video? It's been a couple months back now. The Senate has now adopted a formal dress code after laxing their dress code for Senator John Fetterman. We're going to get Fetterman's reaction. We're going to get Joe Manchin, who's probably not going to be in the Senate very much longer. We're going to get Joe Manchin's reaction. We are two days from a government shutdown. All that and a lot freaking more tonight on the Troll Patrol live. Gritty is the mascot, isn't he? Gritty is awesome. Um, if they're gonna be on the house floor and they're gonna try to pass something in the in the hours leading up to it, yes. I do, I do anticipate being on on Saturday night. Unfortunately, look at me. I need a break. I don't, I don't want to do this shit on my day off. I'm barely struggling to get, to get through this shit right now. Definitely not high enough for this. I've, I've been working my ass off today and I, I smoked a bong probably about three o'clock or so. I took a break. I went over to the couch. I smoked a bong and watched a little bit of the majority report. 
and then I I ate some dinner and then I went right back to it. I don't I don't believe I've smoked since then. So this is this is me getting high again. No, 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 no. I took a little break and played uh I took a little I played around the golf on the PlayStation about 6:30. I had a half hour I played around the golf. And I, I smoked whatever was left in my, my bowl, I think. Yes, I'll relax and uh, and play around the golf on the PlayStation. You want a golf stream? Well, we might do that. You know, I can play golf and I can have music going and shit. That'd be a lot of fun. I usually play golf and listen to a podcast. I've had this really bitchy customer been on my ass to finish this video. I've finally finished it. He loved it. Cool. Flash, good evening. Happy dab day to you. I I got I got the money out to get some dabs when I went to the store and I didn't. Like I've fucked I've fucked my tolerance up. I'm not going to get any dabs this time. DJ Dub, that could that could be referring to a number of things. Libertad uh, isn't here yet. But I'm, I'm sure uh, they have an opinion on, on shit show. Ray, good evening. DJ Dub, by the way, tip of the hat to you. Good night. No, good night isn't like, you know, we're wrapping it up or anything. I'm, see, I, I need a break. I need a break. Instead, I'm probably going to be here on Saturday night. We're going to talk about the impeachment inquiry. We're going to talk about who we think won the debate last night. Yeah, Marge brought her picture of Hunter Biden's... Oh, I didn't... Here's your meme of the day. Click here for the not safe for work version. Unionize. That will scare your boss man. But I'm fired for showing that meme. You're fired. You can't fire me. I'm already fired. Go ahead and fire me. I'm already fired. As I said... There is going to, as of right now, it is Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis on November 30th. We get that debate on November 30th. I don't think DeSantis is still going to be in the presidential race. I I know for a fact he ain't making it to to February. If he's still in it in November, I'm going to be shocked because he's already, he has already fired his campaign manager once. So, for Ron DeSantis to make it to November, I think, would take a miracle. You can mark my word, take it to the bank. 
he will not be in the race come February. Once we actually get into voting, Ron DeSantis will not be in the race. 50-50 shot, he's still in it in November. But as of right now, Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis on November 30th. Bad for the country. No reason, like, completely pointless. But good for me as a political streamer. We're going to stream it. We'll have a blast watching it. It's like we're going to have a blast watching this insane fucking hearing. They are two days away from a government shutdown. But they're they're doing this on the floor of the house. Remember a couple months back, Marjorie Taylor Greene had her picture of Hunter Biden's cock made me like go wow on stream. Well, she brought her picture back with her. Miss Greene from Georgia. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. On July 25th, 2023, Chairman Comer and I sent the Department of Justice a letter requesting information related to victims of Hunter Biden specifically women he sexually exploited and then claimed as deduction clinically good evening taxes through his law firm but he never paid those taxes not surprisingly the department of justice did not respond after the doj's sweetheart hunter biden deal fell apart by the way led by the special counsel david weiss on september 8th 2023 chairman comer and i again sent a letter to the same doj officials asking about victims' rights issues related to Hunter Biden's sexual exploitations. DOJ once again failed to respond. Well, yesterday- Did she mean exploits? They don't want to talk with us. In a new email just released, by the way, from October 2020, could you please display the email? The Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, DOJ, tax, FBI, and IRS described evidence they have related to manned act violations. By the way, the subject of the email says man act. First, the title, man act. Then it's clear there are charges on the table while the Department of Justice is in hiding from meeting with me. The Department of Justice and IRS email and David Weiss's- They're in hiding from Marjorie Taylor Greene. The email states there are communications with trafficker number one and trafficker number two and that Hunter Biden had escorts who traveled across state lines. These women are victims, and the Department of Justice is refusing to protect their rights. Not only that, David Weiss, the now special counsel in charge of supposedly investigating Hunter Biden, has been clearly covering up Hunter Biden's crimes since before the 2020 election, which is undoubtedly election interference. David Weiss is complicit and must be removed from the special counsel. This is the person they wanted as special counsel. We also have more information we subpoenaed. Let me give you an even better example. Subpoenas. With one of Hunter Biden's victims with law enforcement. It says here that the victim, Hunter Biden's victim, stated that Biden told her that his father was the vice president and asked to Google search his Come name. Come on, man. Hunter Biden's victim stated she told Biden she was not interested in Google searching his name and just wanted to be paid. Hunter Biden's victim stated that Biden then showed her a picture of his father with President Barack Obama. 
Don't forget his father was vice president then. Was he trying to like big dick the hooker? Like, hey, look who my father is. He was trying to impress the hooker. Hunter Biden's sex... Somebody answer the phone! After she was shown the aforementioned picture, who was the vice president of... Good evening, Joseph. ...with the president of the United States, Barack Obama, she became afraid. After Hunter Biden's victim left the location, she arrived back at her apartment and told her friend, who she was just with, Hunter Biden's victim stated that her friend told her, you have no idea who you're dealing with. <laughs> Women were terrified, terrified. He used his father, Hunter Biden used his father, the vice president. I mean, I guess that's one way of reading it, but like, I, I kind of think it was like, you have no idea who you're dealing with, LOL. <laughs> You, you slept with the vice president's son, and you didn't even know it, you dumb whore. Like, that's what her friend was probably saying. That's not me saying. That's not me calling her. We support sex workers around here. I was like, I was being, you know, like, like the friend being, uh, being uh, affectionate or he's saying it with affection. That came off wrong. I need to get more high president of the United States to threaten his victim who he had just trafficked for sex and the Department of Justice refuses to speak to me Hunter Biden needs to be held accountable I'm still not getting this trafficked like I, this was a woman who was an actual sex worker I believe the charge is that he wrote it off on his taxes. If, if he, you know, paid for her transport across state lines, you could technically call that trafficking. But like, I don't think there's, there's a charge of trafficking here. I think there's like, Tax evasion and uh, tax fraud. Libertad, good evening. Accountable for his sexual exploitation of women. And we've shown more evidence. We've shown evidence. This is what it looks like. This is what man act violations look Mr. like. Mr. Chairman. Uh, I reclaim my time. I I I'd like to challenge time. the use of this Hunter exhibit Biden under clause six of rule 17. It is sad that my Democrat colleagues Point of order. pretend to care about women's rights while allowing Hunter Biden to exploit women. This is a shame. But let's talk about... Chairman, there's a, a parliamentary further. challenge before us. The point, of order. Chairman, point of order. Who's the point? And we'll stop the clock for you, Ms. Green. Mr. Chairman, um, the, our colleague from Georgia has uh, introduced before pornographic exhibits and displayed things that are really not suitable for got me a community guideline strike on tiktok it's uh, not suitable mr Raskin. Well, but, well i'm saying i would like the witness to i would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today at least without running the, a bathing the suit is not pornography well mr. we can't Raskin. see it from down there so you didn't make it available to the minority before you started it before it's, okay. it's on an, on the internet it's everywhere you and you are submitting a naked woman's body this is a bathing suit 
This is a bathing suit. And it has not been clear before this, this committee. Uh, glasses on. Do you wear okay. them or not? I have contacts suit. in. Thank oh, you. Oh, congratulations. So that was AOC. Ask Ms. Green to proceed. Now let's talk about more evidence. The Democrats James Comer is the chairman. To be true. We all know Joe Biden is the big guy. We confirmed that Hunter Biden was lobbying his father. Here's another example that was just. There's a lot of things on the Internet. This is from a timeline from one of the IRS whistleblowers in quotes, an email between Vuk Jeremic, a Serbian politician, and Hunter Biden. Did you have a chance to talk with the big man? He's receiving my prime minister on Wednesday. Please let me receiving know. Receiving my prime minister. Back in D.C. can be mentioned in the meeting. My domestic strategy, how I proceed in dealing with my government, very much depends on whether it happens or not. This is a conversation between Hunter Biden and Vuk Jeremich. This is called influence peddling. This is how Hunter Biden was selling his father's political... All of it sounded erotic. And this is a perfect example. This is evidence right here. I'd like to remind everyone that... You live in sexual anarchy? Inquiry, ...where we're casting a wide net and finding every single person, whether it's last administration, the administration before that, and whether it's the current administration that has covered up the crime of the Biden family, and we will continue pulling more evidence 54 seconds over, Mr. Chairman. And and I'll let Mr. Goldman go over 30 seconds. So we owe you 20 seconds to Mr. Moskowitz. It's, it's your- a lot of math. You take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. I wouldn't doubt that Marjorie Taylor Greene ends up in in prison at some point in time. Like she's, she's up here like she's trying to... Uh, uh, expose corruption or some shit, but it wouldn't surprise me that she is the one that has been doing all kinds of illegal shit. In prison or speaker of the house could be both. Why not both clinically? We are two days away from a government shutdown. That's what the House of Representatives is doing, as opposed to actually working on passing a budget. It's just two days to act before a likely government shutdown. So far, Republicans who control the House have not passed any sort of funding bills to keep the federal government afloat. ABC's Liz Landers has the latest. They're showing off Hunter's cock, though. Congress barreling towards a government shutdown as time continues to run out to strike a deal. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is now negotiating with Senate Republicans and Democrats to add border provisions to the Senate's own stopgap funding measure to keep the government open. I've talked this morning to some Democratic senators over there that are more aligned with what we want to do. They want to do something about the border. One of the loudest voices blocking McCarthy from passing a short-term spending bill is far-right Florida Congressman Matt Gates, And those tensions reportedly boiled over in a closed-door meeting with the Speaker. My frustration is that we're $33 trillion. Comment, good evening. $2 trillion annual deficits with no real end in sight. That's my frustration. Congressional Democrats on the offense, criticizing the GOP for holding an impeachment inquiry on Joe Biden just two days before the government shuts down, pointing out the financial pain a closure would cost Republican constituents. In Chairman Comer's district, Republicans' shutdown will cost 8,937 of his constituents their paychecks. 
in Jim Jordan's district. Republicans shutdown will cost 3,939 of his constituents their paychecks. And millions of federal workers could potentially lose pay, a prospect that is already worrying military families like the Kerrigs, who have a daughter with health issues. The question has really become, what can we get rid of? Who can we borrow money from in order to do what we need to keep her alive? We are American workers and we want to do our job. It's Congress that's locking us out of our job. We want to go do our job. Speaker McCarthy telling reporters that he has still not spoken with President Biden about funding the government. The White House says that House Republicans. It ain't Biden's job. Government shutdown. On Capitol Hill, Liz Landers, ABC News. And a shutdown, especially a prolonged one, would hit Virginia and Hampton Roads hard. The state's two U.S. senators are sounding the alarm. Democrats Tim Kaine and Mark Warner insist a shutdown can still be averted, but they warn we should all brace ourselves just in case the worst comes to pass. Here's Mike Gooding. When the Defense Department released its fiscal impact statement this week, it showed that Virginia is the number one state in the nation for defense spending, with 62.7 billion. Oh yes, student loan payments resume next month. To 27 military bases, the Pentagon, the world's largest. I'm sure many of you have gotten emails. The Navy's East Coast Master Jet Base, NAS Oceana. I know I have. Only maker of nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, HII's Newport News Shipbuilding, which it so happens is the state's largest industrial employer with more than 25,000 workers. Some of the hardest effects of shutdown will be seen in my state. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine is especially concerned about federal contractors, such as those who work at shipyards, who do not enjoy the same eventual guaranteed back pay that federal employees do. I frankly think the, the most significant effect on the military side is more likely to be with contractors, because we don't have a back pay guarantee for contractors. And there's no state in the country that gets hit harder than Virginia's. If we start a shutdown this weekend, you'll see federal workers are members of the armed services who will still have to go to work, but they won't get paid. Now, ultimately, after the shutdown, uh, they will get reimbursed. But for many families, government workers and others that live paycheck to paycheck, how are they going to pay their mortgage? How are they going to make their car payment? Mike Gooding, 13 News Now. Republicans just don't give a shit. Federal workers could go without pay if the government shuts down, including members of the military. So we're getting questions from a lot of you asking about what members of Congress tasked with preventing the shutdown. Will they get paid? The answer, yes. Members of Congress, the president, and federal judges get paid because of constitutional requirements. But some of our local reps will not. A representative for Senator Mark Warner says he will donate his paycheck to charity in support of furloughed government workers. And Congresswoman Jen Kiggins sent a letter asking that her pay be withheld until lawmakers pass a new spending bill. Good on them. You put their money where their mouth is. Like people, people shit on Democrats, but like the only people doing the right thing is Democrats. Are they woefully inadequate? Fuck yeah. They're better than Republicans. I mean, yes, and I'm I'm sympathetic on a human level on a person that's missing out on their paycheck on a worker to worker basis. But you know, like uh, the military industrial complex, not getting fed, which is, it's not that it's not that the military industrial complex won't get fed. It's just that the workers won't get paid.
That's that's the problem. I didn't say they they only do the right thing. I said they're the only ones doing the right thing. Big difference in those statements. They don't do the right thing a lot of times. I, impeachment is fucking wild. The the whole Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the showdown with AOC and uh, Raskin we just watched. But this is this is hilarious to me. So we got impeachment in the House. Yet we're two days away from a shutdown. The House uh, in charge of passing a budget. What's going on in the Senate? What's the pressing business in the Senate today, two days before a government shutdown? Passing a formal dress code, of course. Um. Why is it so important for you? Well, what's wrong with, with John Fetterman wearing a hoodie and shorts? Well, let me just look around. Take, take a view of this Capitol. And as Mitt Romney and I were interested in there and Chuck Schumer. And take a view of it. Take a view of it, Joe Manchin, because you ain't going to be there much longer. You are losing your seat in the Senate. Jim Justice is almost certainly going to be the senator from West Virginia. You're going to lose to the Republican challenger. It's almost a guarantee. So do take a good hard look at the Senate because you ain't going to be there much longer. And when George Washington agreed for these plans of this unbelievable, amazing building, what was he thinking about? 1780 in the 1780s thinking okay i want to have something grand that people can be proud of mm -hmm. to do something like this way beyond our means back then and for us not to respect with a decorum and civility that was expected of us then and now mm -hmm. so for 234 years we assumed how common is gold bricks among senators it was uh, an unwritten rule if you will mm -hmm. so if for 234 years we have had a certain decorum and civility that we thought there was a rule that we should do, but we did it because out of the respect of the people that we represent back home and something higher and greater and mightier than all of us, uh, can't we continue that? And I spoke, I spoke with Senator Fetterman. He was very kind, and we talked about this and that with that. And uh, we all agreed that something had to be done, had to be codified, so it doesn't happen again. He says that he'll come in and vote in the cloakroom wearing shorts and then sweatshirts. Is that okay? Well, you know, people do that. They can do that. What they can't know is disrespect the floor. The fuck disrespect the floor? If you will, kind of guard the floor. You think that kind of garment is disrespectful to the Senate? Well, I'm, I'm just saying everybody has. I just think that's not how I would dress. I think people of West Virginia expect a little different from me, and I would hope that, and I sure hope to live up to it. I would think the people of West Virginia would expect you to not be a corrupt piece of shit. You know, uh, Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell. It's that all of us should think about, you know, what sacrifices have been made for us? Didn't we at least show that a little bit of respect and decorum? And I think we've lost a lot of that in civility that we've taken for granted for far too long. And I never knew there was not a dress code that was written down, but we found out there wasn't. We took care of that. Now we do have a rule and we have a law. Wow. Who, who gives a fuck? Well, I think it's kind of classist, actually to make people wear a fucking suit on the floor of the Senate.
I really, I really don't give a shit. I think you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want. I think there's more pressing issues. You guys can't fund the fucking government. You should have more respect for your constituents than to not fund the goddamn government. One fucking person, this person right here. What was your reaction to all this? Let's go. What was your reaction to all the uh, uh, hubbub over the dress code? Chainsaw, good evening. (laughs) Uh, Mystifying again, um, you know, I maintain that don't we have a lot of really, 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 really more important things that we should be uh, addressing here. Thank you. Senate, but uh, I think it's kind of just kind of we've all moved on, and that's certainly my hope. Do you did you have any conversations with Senator Schumer about this, or any of your colleagues? Uh, I, I have not. Um, I have met colleagues on either side of the aisle, you know, casually running in saying it. They're just like, hey, that's cool. It's no problem. I got an issue. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No one has directly come to me and said, you know, the 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 world will burn if you you know wear a hoodie, you know, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Senator Manchin wants to have a vote on the floor about that. What do you think about the, what he's trying to do here? Uh, again, he has his prerogative. Uh, and He's a dumb motherfucker. That that's really uh, the appropriate conviction at the right time, then that's, that's up to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the critics will say that you're undercutting a tradition in the Senate. People should be dressed in suit and tie. It's decorum. I mean, what do you say to those critics? No, um, uh, that's not really the, the case, and I'm not wearing, you know, hoodies on the floor as well, too. Uh, I've maintained to just do the, you know, you know, uh, from from the door, and it was never my my plan to, to do that. So it's really just kind of again part of uh, another bizarre part of the whole thing. Do you think that the, there's this place needs to be changed a bit? It's a little bit old school. Being in the Senate is bizarre. It needs to be changed here in the Senate in any way. Well, I'm one op- uh, opinion out of out of a hundred, so I guess it will ultimately be de- determined uh, through the opinion of my other 99 colleagues, except the other one that's you know <laughs> at arraignment right now. But wh- wh- why, <laughs> why do you not wear a suit? What is your ra- reason for? Gotta love John Fetterman. Uh, you know, hoodie, shorts, and dressing uh, like that. comfort, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of hard to find. Uh, suits, you know, you know, kind of this this size too, and uh, I believe that it's not the person uh, that is made by how they. Damn, that like this motherfucker wants to go off the rack. He ain't going to no tailor. Love me some John Fetterman. Dress as well too. I mean, yet you're still willing to speak to me, and I'm in a hoodie, and you're in a suit. You know, if you would have showed up, you know, dressed like Spider-Man, I still would have been delighted to, to speak to you because I know you're a professional, and I'm I'm delighted to do that. So, um, and particularly our staffers, you know, are not well paid here in D.C., and they work very, very hard, and that is a major financial burden. It is, yes. As well too. You know, we, you know, I have a dynamic staff. I don't care what they're dressed in, too. It's like as long as they're comfortable and you know continue to serve our nation last thing i'll let you go bob menendez you were one of the first the first senator to come out i mean he's not what how concerned are you about the position that he has taken well i was surprised that i was the first person to come out first because it's so stark it's so like you know he's got to go and this 
you know, that they're up to at least eight senators now going anywhere. It's like, (laughs) my dude, you are going somewhere and it's going to be an election or it's going to be a conviction or you have the opportunity for an honorable exit, you know, and the time for that to really choose is really starting to, to go. And he has a chance to do that. Do the honorable exit and stop being a massive kind of distraction here for the Senate and for the nation. Will you try to help his primary challenger? Uh, sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, because uh, we need, you know, this is a safe blue seat, and he could solve this immediately. You know, the governor is ready to put the, the, the right kind of person right in there and then allow uh, to not even put that kind of c- concern into the dynamic of nobody ever thought that that seat would ever be otherwise in play in a, in a, in a safe blue state. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Nice chatting. Yep. John Fetterman on the new dress code. Snicks, good evening. Snicks, into the tall guys. Oh, shit. We do. We have a lot more pressing things to talk about than what, uh, what senators are wearing or what Hunter Biden was doing with some prostitutes that he didn't pay taxes. He he apparently wrote it off on his taxes. That's what we're investigating over in the House instead of passing a fucking budget. It's it's an absurd timeline. And then speaking of absurd, did you guys see the Republican presidential primary debate last night? It went off the rail multiple times. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. There were Nikki, Nikki. I feel that way anytime I hear any Republican talk. I I agree wholeheartedly. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. There were she was referring to Vivek. Last night's presidential primary debate in Simi Valley, California. Seven Republican hopefuls faced off for a second time, even without President Trump there in person. He was still addressed by the candidates, though. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're no, nah, he's not afraid. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. First Donald Duck reference of the campaign cycle. Uh, some say the winner of last night's messy debate may have been the former president himself, even though he wasn't on stage. Let's bring in King 5 political analyst and former Washington Attorney General Rob McKenna to talk more about this debate. Rob, did you feel like there was a clear winner last night? No, I didn't really think so. I think they were all scrambling to reinforce their positions, but I don't think there were any real breakthrough moments. Uh, seven candidates on stage, Rob, did the debate make one bit of difference? I want to pull up the latest poll, NBC News poll, showing the former president still in a commanding lead of this race right now. 59% of those polled suggest he's the one they want to be the next president. I think Tim Scott probably did the best in the debate. What do you make of this? And what do you make of how these candidates are going after Donald Trump right now? Well, I... I think it's uh, it's notable that President uh, former President Trump's numbers are growing. His lead is expanding. 
I'm a little surprised to see Republican voters coalesce around him at, at this level already. On the other hand, he's the former president. He gets a ton of media attention. And Joe Biden is really quite uh, you know, unpopular. So, you know, I think the other I think the other candidates are struggling on, to deliver a message to voters to persuade them to switch over. And frankly, their hits on Trump last night were pretty soft. Governor Ron DeSantis coming in second in these polls. Do you think that his performance last night kept it? I was pretty soft ever watching the debate. Nikki Haley make some waves. Yeah, none of them really got me hard. Progress, uh, particularly in some gaining some ground on DeSantis. If you look at where she started and where she is now. Uh, and so, you know, I think he reinforced his current position by hammering away on his talking points and that uh, that former Governor Haley, you know, again, I think impressed in a number of ways. You could tell, by the way, that she did you know, the most to help herself in the first debate. She moved up the most because of the time the other candidates like Tim Scott spent attacking her. So it's always the person who seems to be you know, pulling ahead a little bit, who comes under attack at the next debate. Yeah, also in that poll, Nikki Haley, the only one that would beat President Biden in a hypothetical. Too interesting to note there. He sucks. Uh, the moderation, of course, kind of questionable last night, frankly, at this debate. Tried, to, tried to put his foot in the door in last second night. Republican debate, Rob, compared to the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like the moderators are trying a little too hard to manipulate uh, the debaters and are trying to make themselves the center of attention more than I would like to see. That that moment where the candidates were asked who to vote off the island and a kind of survivor. Yeah, that was wild. It just really fell flat. Yeah, and the whole uh, debate between Mama Swami and Nikki Haley about TikTok got a little Very interesting. heated as well. Were there any topics that were not covered or addressed that you felt should have been? You know, they did go after President Biden, but uh, there wasn't much talk about Hunter Biden, about the uh, you know impeachment inquiry starting today. Because it's bullshit. Government shutdown, and uh, that that surprised me a bit. They did spend fair amount of time talking about the United Auto Workers strike and in a sign that the Republican Party has become a lot more populist that most of the candidates were pretty careful to either not take sides or side with the workers. Uh, the Trump campaign wants to cancel the future debates. Uh, no word on whether that would happen or not. We'll have to keep an eye out on that. Uh, former Attorney General and our King 5 political analyst Rob McKenna. Up wants to cancel the, the rest of the debates. That Trump... That's such a Trump move. The UAW responded to Trump's uh, speech last night. Let me be blunt. The UAW VP for GM has strong words about Trump's visit to Michigan. The UAW's lead negotiator in contract talks with General Motors on Wednesday issued a scathing assessment of former President Donald Trump Hours before Trump was due to speak in Detroit, UAW Vice President for General Motors, Mike Booth, sent the Detroit Free Press a profanity-laden email about his thoughts on Trump's trip to Michigan. Let me be blunt. Donald Trump is coming off as a pompous fuckwad, asshole, cunt, Bitch face. I don't. I don't know. Expletive is what the story says. Coming to Michigan to speak at a non-union employer and pretending it has anything to do with our fight at the Big Three is just more verbal diarrhea from the former president. 
Trump was expected to deliver a primetime remarks at Drake Enterprises in Clinton Township. The auto port supplier is non-unionized. According to the AP report, Trump will speak to a crowd of several hundred current and former UAW members as well as members of plumbers and pipe fitters unions. I question some of the signs that we saw that union workers for Trump. Trump, of course, labeled Donald Duck coming out of the GOP debate. You heard it during that piece we just saw from the local news. I groaned when it happened. But apparently it worked. Donald Duck Trump meme spreads like wildfire. After after Chris Christie does that say jibe? It was a jab. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. He's so proud of himself. I groaned. You can go back and watch it. Chris Christie's attack on former President Donald Trump during the GOP debate has already been turned into a viral meme. Seven GOP presidential candidates hit the stage. Look at him. He looks emasculated standing next to Trump. One person then took that comment about the famous Disney character but turning it into a meme. Oh shit. Do we not get to see the meme? Eh. Corny ass shit indeed. That's what I think. Let me let me hit the content warning. Before we get some real corny ass shit. Chris Christie was on with Joe and Mika this morning. Apparently he was the winner, right? If, if he's if he's on, at least he is with the, the shit libs. Republican debate joining us now is one of the candidates who was on the stage at the Reagan Library last night. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Chris, thanks for being on this morning. Uh, morning, I gotta Mika. ask Thank you, you. Uh, <laughs> what, what the heck was that? Um, <laughs> what happened last night? Donald Trump is the front runner. Uh, he's the former president of the United States. A judge found him liable for massive fraud and he called for the execution of the chairman of the joint chiefs. How is it that nobody in the room? Well, did that happen? Well, Mika, what I did last night was take on Donald Trump directly as I had. Or was that the thing that's in Millie's book that's coming out? 
And that's why he was in the news the other day. Is that what they're referring to? Have all throughout. I took on. I took him on on Ukraine. I took him on on his relationship with Putin. I took him on his failure to show up. I took him on on adding seven trillion dollars to the national debt. I took him on on failure to build the wall in Mexico. So I, you know, um, I've only have so much time, Mika. I hit all of those things, and so maybe uh, some of the points you wanted to have hit weren't hit. Um, but I was trying you know, to be responsive to the questions that were asked. Speaking of hit, execution. Of the Mark Milley, I, he called for the and death I talked of about the it, Mika. And Mika, I talked about that this week. I talked about that this week on social media. I talked about it on other interviews I did beforehand. Um, and I, I, it's hard for me to believe that um, I would come on to your show this morning after what I did and said last night, and that you have criticisms that I didn't go after Donald Trump enough. Um, I, you know, maybe it's just too early out here in California for me, and I didn't quite hear what you were saying. My question, is, no, 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 it's not just you. I'm asking what was going on in that room that that never came like these two major headlines Jones, good evening Donald Trump one that's absolutely frightening okay what is going on in that room with all of the Republican candidates the mod what, what is happening what universe are we in that that doesn't come up <laughs> I'm not specifically well, pointing at you well, but doesn't it seem strange now look uh, the and he's the front runner. I'm not going to sit up here and be uh, defense counsel for the other six candidates because I did my job last night. I was the only one who went directly after Donald Trump on all the issues I just spoke about. And um, I hope that you get to have each one of them on and ask them why they won't do it. I'll tell you why they won't do it, because they all want to either be uh, Trump's running mate or in a cabinet if he becomes the nominee or becomes the president. Um, so I have no interest in that. I've been offered all those positions before by him. I think Mike Pence has been there, done that. I turned them down. I don't know what Pence's game is here. The United States, and that's why I was making the case of about American involvement in Ukraine last night. Why I was making the case on why our national debt is unsustainable. So Vivek is probably going to be a talk show host or something. Chris Christie is probably going to be like a correspondent on MSNBC or CNN. Tim Scott probably has a future run for president. He's raising his profile for the next cycle or the cycle after. Haley as well could be next cycle. What what is Pence's in game? What does he get out of this? Pence just wants mother to be proud of him. Well, he's, he's done a good job. Why I was making the case last night about the education system and how it is failing our children and their families. And so that's why I was out there making those that case I could last night on the questions I was asked. And I was not going to get involved in the food fight that went on, like between Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, about drapes in the residence yeah. of the U.N. ambassador. I, I don't think that's something that's going to improve the lives <laughs> of the crazy. American people. Um, so I decided to stick on other issues. For those of you who weren't there, he asked if the drapes match the curtains let's let's try it here uh i know you've talked about it earlier in the week but just for our audience and this morning after the debate the former president of the united states suggested this week that the chairman of the joint chiefs four-star general milley 
should be executed for treason for calling China around the 2020 election in January 6th to tell them the nuclear arsenal was secure. Is that disqualifying of Donald Trump? Uh, well, it's just another thing, uh, Willie, that disqualifies him from being uh, an appropriate candidate for president of the United States for our party um, and for being president himself at all. Uh, look, uh, Mark Milley has given this country extraordinary service, and I have great respect for him. And the fact is... He's too woke. This is a pattern with Donald Trump. And you all know... He reads. Um, if you don't agree with everything he says, you don't do everything he wants you to do, whether it's legal or illegal, ethical or unethical, right or wrong. An absolute mad lad. And last night, after the debate was over, the proof of who made the greatest impact was that Donald Trump was so posting on True Social about me and only me, not the other candidates in this race. Um, he's the one I'm, I'm the one he's the most afraid of. And what he said about Mark I don't think he's afraid at all. But it is not surprising because he's called on that for other people before. I want to make it perfectly clear that I don't think, like, Christie has said multiple times that Donald Trump is afraid, and I don't think Trump is afraid at all. That's not the reason why he's not debating. And, like, so, like, I went back and forth on it, because if I was Trump, I would go and do the debate. Like, I, if I was advising Trump, I don't know, I like, because I'm sure his advisors are saying you have nothing to gain and everything to lose, but like, I think he'd go in and wreck them all. He, he loves the spotlight. I don't think he, I, I tried to compare the numbers on his stream and the the debate it was 200,000 on the debate on the official rumble channel for uh the GOP that's where it, that's where it's it was streaming it was the main channel for it was the GOP's rumble and and it Trump had 90 grand on right side broadcasting i didn't see what his video had because i'm sure it was probably streaming from trump's rumble so it it could have been comparable but also you know i'm sure there were a lot of people that were watching it on fox business on the, uh, the univision channel was on youtube They basically are hosting the debates, Zim. The main channel was the GOP's Rumble channel. I don't think they get any traction with it. I think they stand more of a chance of getting traction without him than they do with him. I think. I don't know. Because I think if he's there, like he... He sucks all of their energy out. Like he he would feed on all of them. I don't like I I don't I don't know. I don't uh. If if what Trump wants is the spotlight, then he should be doing the debates. I I would think it would be fun.
I would have fun doing it. Oh my God. I would want to watch that. Andrew Tate, Russell Brand, and Joe Rogan moderate the Rumble sponsored debate. Oh, we, we get it down to five candidates here soon. I think there's too many on the stage still. I don't think Trump is scared though. It's a, it's a strategic move. Remember the soldier we talked about that ducked across the DMZ in North Korea? Like you've been charged with assault or some shit and they were sending him back over here to be court-martialed? Well, North Korea is kicking him out. U.S. officials say they now have custody of American soldier Travis King. A transfer of King back to the U.S. happened in China. Earlier Wednesday, North Korea abruptly said it was planning to expel the 23-year-old. North Korea's state news agency says King confessed to illegally entering the country. They say he maintained he had faced racial discrimination and inhumane treatment in the U.S. Army. The Wisconsin native had just been released from a military jail in South Korea for assault. He was supposed to head back to the U.S. to face additional disciplinary charges, but instead of departing, he hopped on a bus tour for North Korea. It took weeks for North Korea to even acknowledge that King was in their custody. He is now expected to face additional charges in the U.S. I, how much trouble do you have to be in to be like, I'd rather be in North Korea. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm gonna go North Korea. That's some shit. That is some real shit. It's like it's like some Taylor's your business shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to hit the content warning before this next one. It's it's a doozy. Yeah, if you don't if you don't like the if you don't like the murder and the rampage, we're, we're gonna be on it for about twenty minutes. We're going to go to Iraq where a fire broke out at a wedding and the death toll continues to rise. We are at over a hundred right now. A couple's dream wedding turned into a nightmare. Pyrotechnics igniting the ceiling of the venue during the first dance. The bride and groom fleeing the flames along with some of their guests. <laughs> Well, that was fucking stupid. You don't set off pyrotechnics indoors. Holy shit. A couple's dream wedding turned into a nightmare. Pyrotechnics igniting the ceiling of the venue during the first dance. The bride and groom fleeing the flames along with some of their guests. But many didn't get out in time. The blaze ripping through the venue, leaving more than 90 people dead and dozens more hurt. <laughs> this nun who lives in a Idiots! saying bodies are being taken out. Youths were flooding into the hall to get out the largest number of people they could. Emergency crews rushing the injured to a nearby hospital. The wards full of victims. <laughs> this Iraqi health official saying the majority of the victims were completely burned. Daylight revealing the extent of the destruction. Drone footage shows the wedding hall's roof collapsed. Inside the building, a charred and mangled mess. Mounds of twisted metal rising from the floor of the building. Mama! Mama! 
<laughs> this man making an unthinkable discovery in the rubble, the burned remains of his mother's clothing. Officials announcing nine people who worked at the venue have been arrested in connection to the fire. This investigator saying the pyrotechnics used in the ceremony were not allowed inside or outside the venue. As family and friends carry out the solemn task of mourning the dead, hundreds of people gathering for funeral processions. A day supposed to be filled with celebration turned into tragedy. Matt Bradley, NBC News. Jesus Christ! I I don't know. I kind of wondered that myself. The hall did not meet safety criteria, I bet. 14 people have been arrested. Because it's at least 100 people now have died. The groom, Rivan Esho, and his bride, Hanin, are both alive and are in hospital receiving treatment. I hold the owner of the hall responsible for what happened at the party because there were no extinguishers or safety measures in the hall. This is according to the father of the bride. So bride and groom made it out alive. God, bringing you the craziest goddamn shit the internet has to offer every fucking night. This is one that I didn't get to last night that I had in the I had in the tank for before the debate. A couple of days ago, the charges against we we watched the video of a man get shot by the police. He was inside of his car, the police just went straight up to him. It was within something like two seconds. They shot and killed him. The police officer had been charged. This happened in Philadelphia. The charges were dismissed. National mourning for Eddie Edisati's family and loved ones, many of whom actually packed the courtroom today wearing shirts that said justice for Eddie. And then moments after the judge announced she would dismiss the charges against Officer Mark Dial, uh, they came outside. We spoke to them. They were very emotional, saying that justice was not served and that they would not rest until it was. Shock, frustration, and disbelief outside the criminal justice center moments after a judge dismissed charges against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial for the shooting death of Eddie Irisati. It hit everyone hard because that there goes to show that an officer can kill someone in Philadelphia and get away with murder. The judge today citing lack of murder charges, saying this was a justifiable shooting. 
This after the prosecution and defense spent the morning questioning Dial's partner, Michael Morris, who responded to the traffic stop turned shooting that cost Idisadi his life. For the judge to say lack of evidence was wrong because the proof we showed her, it was a murder. He, that officer used daily force, you know, the windows was up, the doors was locked. Part of the evidence presented today, this picture of the knife found in Idisadi's car, which the defense claimed Dial mistook as a gun because of the handle. Also, this doorbell video, along with audio of the seconds before shots were fired. The defense saying you can hear more shouting both knife and gun right before Dial fired. Hearing gun, seeing gun, he fired. Um, like I said, it, it's heartbreaking. It's a tragedy. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's absurd. We supposedly live in a country where it's not only legal to carry and brandish a gun, like it's your fucking constitutional right, I thought. So if a cop can shoot you for just having a gun, you don't have that constitutional right. What the, there is a disconnect here that I'm not seeing. What the what the fuck? Save his life. Um, it's a tragedy but not a crime. Dial, who spent a week in jail, now set to be released to family. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office already refiled murder charges against Dial. That's the judge's decision. Again, we do not agree with this decision. Good on you, ma'am. Family also vowing to continue their fight for justice for Eddie. We're going to appeal and we're going to keep fighting because he needs to be behind bars. He committed a crime and he needs to pay for it. And the DA's office filed, refiled seven charges against Dial, including murder, manslaughter, and aggravated assault, among others. I'm Good. NBC 10 News. Now that has actually caused riots and looting for the last couple of nights in Philadelphia. As I said, that happened a couple of days ago. I think it was Tuesday afternoon. There has been quite a bit of looting in Philadelphia as a result. Damn. Good. Burn it down. Yeah. Where's Gritty at? Where, where's the video at? Fuck out of here. Breaking overnight, pockets of looting continued at Philadelphia businesses, including a fine wine and good spirits shop in the Crescentville section. Police arrested two people near. Well, they were in good spirits. Road after spotting them loading up a car with liquor. The state store was not boarded up. Police say the two thieves were just helping themselves to what was left. Now all Philadelphia liquor stores plus one in the suburbs are under mandatory closure this morning because of the widespread looting that continues. Action News reporter Catherine Scott has been following the story since yesterday morning and joins us live in Center City with the latest developments. Catherine. 
Matt, it's unclear when these stores will reopen. They're still assessing the damage. Thankfully, no one was injured. But yesterday, all the state liquor stores in Philadelphia and one in Wincote were closed after 18 fine wine and good spirit stores in Philadelphia were looted Tuesday night. The mayor said social media played a huge role in looting across the city. It accelerates everything. It makes it more difficult for our officers uh, and our intelligence people to track it. Uh, Feel like it's time for some mass protests. Live streaming the whole thing. I wound up with 12,000 followers and created, basically incited the riot. Yes, that's wild. Police are now using this video for evidence. 21-year-old Deja Blackwell, known as Meatball on social media. Meatball. Broadcasting what stores and what locations to loot. Chaos started in Center City at the Apple Store, Lululemon, and Foot Locker. The looting continued. A caravan of vehicles driving to different locations, and police say Blackwell encouraging people to join in. Businesses were also hit in West Philadelphia and Northeast Philadelphia. Mom and pop stores. West Philadelphia, born in white. Uh, bah, fucked it up. Three of them juveniles, but mostly adults ranging in age. You see Blackwell crying in her mugshot. As Blackwell was arraigned, the DA asked for the maximum meatball bail, but the bail commissioner said $10,000. Good, a million dollars is absurd. $25,000, which she posted overnight. They say the crimes were not connected to the peaceful protest of the earlier court decision. Neighbors say this behavior hurts everyone. It's just an excuse for them to, to act up. Like, it don't make no sense. They turn up out, you know, the neighborhoods where we got to shop at, and they got to shop at. So, you know, they make it bad for everybody else. Foreign and blazed, indeed, Tones. That's weird that they just are like, oh, we don't even know what happened. I think I have an idea. I, I'm pretty sure the two stories that I just played back-to-back are related. Just throwing it, just throwing it out there, uh, ABC Philadelphia. <laughs> so this is, this is video of a deadly shootout with a sex offender <laughs> that happened. God, I'm laughing. Oh my God. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the Dallas police department in Texas released this video of a deadly shootout they had with the sex offender over the weekend. And yeah, that, yeah, like, I, I guess, like, if I was, if I was, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but, like, if, like, if I was, I guess what a sex offender might look like, other than, other than a pastor, I mean, probably shouldn't, they look more like a pastor than they do a dude with tattoos on his eyes. Police, after shooting at officers, had a very long criminal history. I'm Steve Eager. Hello, everybody. I'm Heather Hayes. We are learning more about the shootout between... Hello, Heather. Shirley this past weekend in Dallas, after police released a dramatic body camera video. Fox 4's Alex Boyer joining us now with more. Alex. 
Hey guys, and you know, this is the 10th officer involved shooting in the city of Dallas so far this year. And Chief Garcia says it's the eighth time that a suspect has fired on his officers. Now, Chief Garcia says the suspect, who, as you mentioned, has a very lengthy criminal history, had actually kidnapped a woman. She was found safe inside of the stolen car after the suspect was killed by covert officers. Dash camera video shows a uniformed Dallas police officer. Well, all these parties. Shootout with an armed man early Sunday morning. Hey, I'd party with him and Heather. Goddamn. Francis Vela and her partner had responded to the 1800 block of Barnes Bridge Road at the request of covert officers who followed a silver Cadillac. She got some balls. Plates that didn't belong to it. When they arrived, they saw the man later identified as 55-year-old Michael Shirley outside of the vehicle. The officers gave verbal commands to Shirley to stop and show his hands. Shirley then pulled out a handgun from a shoulder holster and fired at Vela, who fired back. Here's the shooting from a different angle. Shirley takes off in the stolen SUV, hits a curb, and flips the SUV in the 200 block of Barnes Bridge. He fires again on Vela and her partner. Two covert officers armed with rifles take cover behind a car and return fire. Shirley is hit and goes down. Dallas police launched a drone to get an up-close look at the scene. That's when they made a dramatic discovery. A woman handcuffed in the backseat of the SUV. God damn! Got into the suspect vehicle voluntarily, and as she and the suspect drove around, the suspect then pulled her into the second row seat of the vehicle and handcuffed her to the seatbelt. Garcia says she is not a suspect and is not being charged with any crime. Officers rendered aid on Shirley, but he died on scene. The gun he used to fire at officers recovered nearby. Uh, rendered aid. And was sentenced to eight years in prison in 2010 for indecency with a child. None of the officers nor the woman with him was physically injured. No call is routine. This should have been a traffic stop. Instead, a violent criminal predator i might add chose to fire upon my brave men and women not once but twice very good point clinically and of course this officer amazing they didn't kill her which is standard uh chief garcia says that overall the uh, violent crime in city of dallas is down by 12 percent but did acknowledge today that murders are up by six percent still he says that the city's violent crime reduction plan uh, in his words is still moving in the right direction despite the increase in murders recently Bring you the wildest shit on the internet. The wildest shit I can possibly find. Like this. Like this woman who is going to defend her actions. She was a, she's apparently involved in a shooting over curly fries. Yes, you heard that correct. A, a jack-in-the-box employee is defending herself uh, over a shooting about curly fries. On 13, the Jack in a Box employee who shot at a customer is telling her side of the story. Yeah, we showed you the shocking video last night. She opened fire on the customers after a dispute over curly fries. ABC 13's Jessica Willie spoke to that woman who no longer. I love some curly fries. Jessica? Yeah, on the same day that that customer and his attorney stood outside that Hello, Jessica. Box near Bush Airport to talk about this incident, 
and put pressure on the restaurant. The former employee is defending herself. She claims there is more to this story. She's aiming, she's leaning. She's not just going up in the air trying to scare people. She's trying to kill them. This morning, attorney Randall Callanan and his client, customer Anthony Ramos. I'm scared, that's for sure. Detailed the controversial curly fry incident and the shooting that followed. It was pointed right at me. I don't know how she didn't get me. And this afternoon, the armed employee on the other side of the dispute contacted ABC 13 to respond. I want to clear my name and tell my story. Tell it, girl. The whole story that they tell it. Alonia Ford Theriot says she worked for Jack in the Box for 15 years, most recently at the location on JFK. She run that bitch. The job was dangerous. This was her in March of 2021. Ramos says he and his wife ordered a meal combo, but didn't get the curly fries. You said we weren't going to get them. That was it. The confrontation escalated to food throwing, and Ford says racial slurs, which Ramos denies. He kept saying, oh, you, you going to make my order over. This is the type of talk about behind you. We hate like y'all. She says she asked Ramos to leave. The video captures the gunfire. But the video does show you shoot at them. What if you would if you them? if you hear the audio, you didn't hear the gun go off at all. There is no audio on the video that was released, but according to court records, Houston police did find a spent shell casing. Theria was <laughs> charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, but pled guilty to a lesser charge of deadly conduct and got one year deferred adjudication, which she completed. Sounds good to me. She and the restaurant still face a civil lawsuit. Ramos and his family says they were exposed to a dangerous employee and were traumatized. I served my sentence. I paid my fees. I did what I had to do. What else do you want? Yeah, girl. I can't give you nothing. But an apology if you want that, but I need the same thing. We both need to apologize to each other. And in court filings, attorneys for the restaurant. I shooting at him might be a little worse, but yeah, like. Told me that they remain. He dropping in bombs on you. Environment for customers as well. I don't blame you for getting mad, girl. We are live tonight in Southwest Houston. Jessica Willie, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. All this shit on the internet. This, this is a follow-up to a story we did the other night. I read it to you. Now we apparently have video. Video. A doctor uh, was at his house in New York. His neighbor came over and apparently used the hose on him. Hosed him down. We now have video of the incident occurring, apparently. Chaos at an elegant backyard dinner party. Look, it's a spray of water raining over the fence. It's coming from a garden hose, apparently aimed by the next door neighbor, upset about the party noise. I'm videotaping the neighbor putting water on everyone. The guests try to speak to the neighbor over the fence. We're calling the cops. Several guests say they were completely drenched. He walked back, picked up a hose, and hosed me down while I was talking to him. The party's host is a physician, Dr. Yves Rosu. That's him when he became the first doctor in America to get a COVID vaccination in 2020. 
The dinner party took place at the doctor's home in Queens, New York. Guests included prominent Needs more hose. business and law, but they never expected to be doused by water. That's what I love is that there were lawyers present in the backyard that somebody hosed. Bad move, dude. Bad move. Oh, and now, now there is video of it. One of my favorite lines from the movie Vacation. Like they get to they get to the end of the movie and there's like a whole bunch of cops at the at the at the theme park and like like the chief of police or whatever is like if I had a rubber hose I'd beat you with it. This video was taken before the nine courts. He's more hose. It was catered by Vanessa Cantav. Vanessa, who appeared on the Bravo TV show Rocco's Dinner Party. Some of our guests had to drive home wet and humiliated. Now the hosts and their guests are suing the neighbor over what they say was a racially charged incident. Just about every guest was black. The neighbor, Marcus Rosebrock, is white. Elon Musk looking motherfucker. Exchange of words that he, he asked you to turn the music down. No, never. That never happened. I tried to speak to Rosebrock to get his side of the story, but all I got was this ring camera recording. Thanks for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a message, you can do it now. His lawyer tells Inside Edition, Rose Brock rejects any characterization that he is racist or that his actions were racially motivated. I bet he does. He says the dinner party guests were aggressive and violent. Oh, they look so aggressive and violent. Oh, this is America. Can't even have a party in your backyard. God damn. As long as it wasn't like 11 o'clock at night, like, dude should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Somebody who is not going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Hold on. you. We'll get to knives here in a second. We're, you'll, you'll get a dose of knives in due time, in due time. Bank that handles InfoWars money appears to be cutting ties with Alex Jones's company. Ah, you hate to see it, don't you? A bank recently shut down the accounts of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones's media company, citing unauthorized transactions, a move that caused panic at the business when its balances suddenly dropped from more than $2 million to zero. According to a lawyer for the company, the action last week by Axos Bank exposed uh, worry and doubt at the company, free speech systems, about being able to find another bank to handle its money. Jones, a conservative provocateur, it's putting it lightly, whose InfoWars program promotes fake theories about global conspiracies, UFOs, and mind control, is seeking bankruptcy protection as he and his company owe $1.5 billion to the relatives of victims of the two, uh, 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in Connecticut. The debt is the result of the family's winning lawsuits against Jones for his calling the massacre that killed 26 people a hoax and his supporters threatening and harassing the victims' families. A lawyer for Free Speech Systems, Ray Batagalia, 
told the federal bankruptcy judge in Houston on Tuesday that Axos Bank had shut down the company's accounts on August 21st without notice or warning. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You guys... You guys feel like you might need to further your academic careers? Maybe, maybe you've thought about going back to school. Perhaps you're like, like I, I'm like a class short of having my, my second degree in philosophy. It was, it was my minor. I did everything but do my thesis. I can have a second degree. Maybe, maybe I'll sign up for classes at Peterson University. Let's discuss what we're doing with Peterson Academy. Peter, Peterson Academy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. It's not Peterson University. Let me get it. Let me get it correct. Peterson Academy. Let's discuss what we're doing with Peterson Academy. We thought, what if we could make getting a degree 95% less expensive? Because yeah. that's a pretty funny target. It's like, we're going to undercut you by 95% and offer a better quality experience along the way. Why wouldn't it be good to provide everybody, at least in principle, with access to the best lectures? And, you know, you might think, why should you be generally educated? Because otherwise you're going to... You said the best lectures and you showed like Brett and Heather. The fuck? The usual, the usual suspects indeed, Tones. A useless, resentful, bitter, pointless, counterproductive. What's wrong with him? That's What's wrong with his face? Strategy. So that's why you think. You think so that you're... Has he got high blood pressure? Instead of you. If you get to the upper echelons of any hierarchy, you'll start encountering people who know a lot about almost everything. And so if you're stupid and you don't know anything about anything, they're just gonna look at you and listen to you for like two seconds and think, well, I don't know where this clunk came from, but you know, he's not come along for the ride. You need to be enculturated so that you can play with sophisticated people and you could play a sophisticated and productive game, but also so that you've informed yourself with the greatest ideas of history so that whatever problem you're tackling, you're going to have tools to tackle it with. Once we get it well developed, you'll be able to take all these courses and then, you know, you won't be a complete embarrassment to yourself. I didn't. Sir, you are a complete embarrassment to yourself. Wasn't interesting. I was like, I'm pretty sure what they just said wasn't true. I got a psychology professor tell me rats weren't social creatures because they lived in cages. Literally that happened. Like, what? I'm not traveling 40 minutes to go to this class. And I think it's cruel that people are told- I doubt they told you that. Spend $100,000 to $200,000 to get a degree so they can get a job. Otherwise they're screwed. It's just a scam, but it bothers me that people are being scammed to learn to not believe in themselves, assume that they can't fix their problems and then hate their country, basically. It would be funny if we could blow apart the university system a little bit because it's broken mm -hmm. because of what it did to you. Like you were alienated out of your job, basically. You'll be damn fortunate if we can provide you with a list of people who've graduated. Or he's a fucking grifter. You'll employ them preferentially because we did the rigorous screening work. I know how to do the rigorous screening work because I studied that for like 25 years. A degree from our university 
will signify high level conscientiousness and general cognitive ability and those are very valuable for any employer with a clue. So I think we can just skip the accreditation yeah. process and go right to the employers. We are planning a soft launch in November and we might be able to change the education system. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Up yours, woke moralist. Yeah. We'll see who cancels who. Exactly. That sort of funny. That, that kind of funny. Oh, yeah, Up yours, woke moralist. We'll see who cancels who. He has a video about self awareness. And he is like one of the least self aware people I've ever encountered in my life. Launching in November of 2023, like a month from now. People that graduate from my uh, economy, they're gonna, they're the best for employers. Highly employable. We'll just, we'll go straight to the employers. What the fuck does that even mean? Her name is Britney Spears, not Britney Daggers. Let's get into it here. First up, Britney Spears back in the headlines and she's drawing in concern from fans hmm. for good reason, really. We want to bring in producer Chris to break it all down. And Chris, there is a lot to break down. Yeah, we talked about this with TMZ yesterday. You talked it with TMZ a little earlier this morning. Brittany loves to post those videos on social media, twirling and dancing. But what she did yesterday over the weekend... I don't think she's particularly good at it either, but... If, with knives. If she likes it, good for her. Like I said, she's seen dancing with a pair of butcher knives, but she put in the caption the knives were fake. Eagle-eyed fans noticed, however, she had a bandage on her arm and a cut on her leg, which led them to think maybe she wasn't telling the truth, and those were real knives. The behavior is considered concerning because Brittany was taken off of her conser conservatorship. The recommendations, including keeping her away from knives and sharp objects to be safe, according to TMZ, sources say that Brittany has sharp tools all throughout her house, including her bedroom, because she's afraid of being reinstitutionalized. I did mention- I don't blame her. Said they could hear those knives actually clanging, despite yeah. the fact that Brittany said they were fake. The other new development in the story is, now fans are worried about her dogs that you can see in the background yeah. of a lot of her videos, including this one, and they want them taken away from her. No, I am sure she loves those puppies. Everything about this is wrong. Fuck this dude. Fuck, fuck those judgmental assholes on that couch. Leave Brittany alone. She fucking, if she was dancing with guns, she'd get a fucking medal from the Freedom Cock. I don't like any of this. I don't like all these jokes about, oh, she needs to be back in the conservatorship. No, she fucking doesn't. She wants to dance with knives, let her dance with knives. People dance with fire. People dance with all kinds of fucking sharp objects and shit. Leave Britney alone. I don't give a shit. I'm sure she loves those puppies. Don't take her fucking puppies from her. 
I let her post as she likes it. Apparently, she's like really into posting videos of her. Like, I don't think she's very good at dancing. At least from what I've seen of her videos. But you go, girl. You do your thing. At doing OnlyFans, whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever you need to do to make money, whatever you need to do to enjoy life, go for it, girl. I'm all about it. Dance with knives. Cut yourself. There's people that do that shit. I mean, it's, it's probably not healthy behavior. I wouldn't know. I'm scared of pain. I don't like any kind of like, like pain during sex or anything. No, that's not me. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's people that, like, they get off on that shit. I ain't one to judge. I ain't gonna kink shame. If you missed this video last night, you get it tonight. Here's a, here's a mama kitty getting a new house. It's too, it was too cute for me to not show it two nights in a row. <laughs> I have a feeling we'll be doing a stream on Saturday night. Just saying, we're probably going to be doing the countdown to the government shutdown. So look out for that on Saturday night. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Go get on our own. Oh, sweet babies. Yeah, get that kitty fed. So we'll see what happens on, on Sunday night. I'll try to alert you on all the... Uh, Saturday night. I'll try to alert you on all the platforms. What's going on? We'll do a shutdown stream. Probably, probably a Trump rally going on as well. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I am Justin Freegan. We'll probably see you on Saturday night. If not, we'll see you on Sunday night. On the Troll Patrol. Live.